Hello and welcome to the universe. I'm your host, Peter Cleary, and each week I'll be guiding you through everything you need to know about starting at the University of Adelaide with the help from some very special guests. Your place is here, your time is now. Let's find out how to make it happen. We acknowledge and pay our respects to the Ghana people, the traditional custodians whose ancestral lands we gather on, and the land on which the University of Adelaide's campuses at North Terrace, Waite and Roseworthy are located. We acknowledge the deep feelings of attachment and relationship of the Ghana people to country, and we respect and value their past, present and ongoing connection to the land and cultural beliefs. Hello and welcome to the universe. Uh, you're back for another episode of our fantastic podcast with me, your host, Peter Cleary. And today I am very excited to announce that our host is a um, fantastic member of our future students team by the name of Liz Klassen. And today we're going to be talking about all things application process and arranging your preferences so that you get the offer that you want. So welcome, Liz. Thank you. Good introduction. Yeah. Feeling overwhelmed already. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. Well, let's get started in chatting to, I guess, our future student listeners on how to get the offer that they want. Step one would be picking a degree and picking something that you're passionate about or that you would like to do. So what kind of advice do you offer students when you're having this conversation with them? Sure. So uh, if someone has a particular career in mind, for instance, um, it's quite easy to be able to match that to a degree. But if maybe you're not sure about what you want to study or if you don't know about what career you might like, but you have, you know, maybe some favourite subjects at school, for instance, or things that you really like doing or learning about, that helps us to uh, walk you through the process of picking a degree. So, for instance, if you really um, loved mathematics at school, Crazy people, yeah. but yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we would walk you through a few of our degrees, such as our Bachelor of Mathematical Sciences, for instance. Even something like engineering could be really fun for you to do. So things like that. It's a little bit of a process of elimination sometimes. Yeah, I guess mixing and matching what students are maybe good at or, yeah, um, yeah I guess where their passion lies or something that they're interested in. Yeah, absolutely. So if they do find something that they're interested in and they have their sights set or their heart set on a particular degree, um, how does that get reflected in the application process? So when you apply, um, you apply through SATAC, which is the South Australian Tertiary Admission Centre, and you let's say you've picked your degree, let's say it's your engineering degree, petroleum <laughs> engineering, um, and you're ready to apply for it when you're lodging your application you have up to, uh, to six what we call preferences. So you have you can apply for six different degrees, basically. So we would recommend if, if petroleum engineering is the degree that you want to study with us, um, you would put that as your number one preference in your right. application. Okay, so out of those six preferences, it's kind of like number one is the one you desperately want to do. Yeah. And then number six, it like kind of slowly like filters down to yeah. something you'd be happy to do but might not necessarily be the one you have your heart set on exactly so we oh. sometimes call these backup preferences oh good one so you know say for example if you're a little bit worried about um 
maybe having uh, not the right ATAR, you're not, you're not sure if you'll hit the mark for that particular degree, or if you think maybe you are missing some of the prerequisites, because there can be prerequisites for degrees, which is really important to remember. Um, you can have backup preferences. So engineering, we would recommend you have the pathway program, the engineering pathway program in your preferences, maybe as a second option. And then, as you say, have a few extras um, below just in case. Absolutely. I think it makes sense that even if you do have your heart set on something, having like a plan B or a backup option is yeah. a good idea as a safety net for I guess, getting into the university that you want or even the degree or subject area that you want. Yeah. And, and a lot of people as well, if they're not sure, you know, if they've got a few areas that they're interested in, say they're interested in um, accounting, but they also really like uh, philosophy, for instance, you mix, yeah, <laughs> and you know, as you know, they're quite different. So you might have both of those options in your preferences, and you can swap them around later on. And but at least it gives you that you don't have to decide straight away. You know, you can have narrow your options down, but you still have six choices to play with a little bit. So absolutely, and I guess if you're successful in all of those preferences that you have, you'll hold offers for all of those degrees and give yourself the chance to like, maximise your choices. You've got six different degrees and six different places you can study at, so it gives you that freedom for choice. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. Once you receive an offer and you, if you want to be considered for other preferences, you can rearrange those uh, preferences so that you can potentially get six offers for six different degrees, which is That's crazy pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah, no joke. Like six chances to... Make your dreams come true, as cheesy as that sounds. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Now, in terms of the actual application process, Mm -hmm. um, obviously the podcast is about the University of Adelaide Mm -hmm. and we do, um, I guess, receive our applications via SATAC. Mm -hmm. Can you explain a little bit about uh, SATAC itself and how that works and and what degrees you can apply for for what different universities and Mm -hmm. and things like that? Mm -hmm. So... In each state in Australia, there are different admission centres and those admission centres manage the university applications for that particular state. So in South Australia, we have the South Australian Tertiary Admission Centre, and they uh, help to process applications for bachelor's degrees, so what you might be applying for, or master's degrees as well. Um, for universities in South Australia. There are a few other universities as well that they now um, process applications for, but it's it's mainly South Australian applications. Awesome. So if you were looking to, I guess, maximise your chances of getting into the degree that you want even further, you could apply for universities interstate. It would just be through their specific tertiary yeah, admission centre. That's right. So um, they all have different um, admission centres. So if you're interested in applying for a university interstate, um, you would contact that university and ask them which is the correct admission centre to apply through. Um, Another thing to note is that if you are applying in, let's say, uh, Queensland um, and also South Australia, those applications or offers won't affect your South Australian applications. So um, they don't talk to each other. Sneaky, sneaky, I like it. Yeah, yeah. So if you are worried about it impacting your application with us, it won't be a problem. I mean, if there's anything that you're ever concerned about, you can always ask, but we don't, we don't talk to them um, and they don't talk to us. So it's all kind of quite separate. Secret squirrels, as I like to say. (laughs) Very cool. Okay. So that kind of explains 
like picking your degree and making that choice and then the application process. I guess the next step of that would be if you were a high school leaving student, you would wait for your results at the end of year 12, right? That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. So usually you apply in August or September or sort of earlier on in the year. Mm -hmm. And of course, at that point, you won't have received your results yet. Um, you'll still be busily studying away for your exams. Stressing and away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's all in the background. It's all sort of ready to go. And once your results are released by your school, um, SATAC will actually have those already. So you don't need to give them your results. Um, they will have access to that for you. And then they will make an assessment of your um, application based on your preferences. So I guess in that respect to getting your results at the end of year 12 and how that works with SATAC, they kind of do the administrative or background work between school and university as well. They kind of join both of those things together in one place. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Well, you get your results at the end of year 12. You might want to shuffle your preferences around again. Let's have a chat about getting the offer that you want. So mm -hmm. I'm sure that you get multiple questions in regards to um, being an advisor in our future student team mm -hmm. as to what do you do in terms of rearranging those preferences um, to make sure that you do get the offer that you want? So yeah. Are you able to have a little chat about that? Yeah, sure. So in the very first instance, what I would recommend is try not to think about what you think you'll get into or what you, you think you might get made an offer into. Think about what you actually want to study. So, for example, if you really want to study laws with us, have University of Adelaide law program as your first preference because if you have it as your last preference because you think you might not get in you might be surprised when you receive your results and it might not be enough time to change for the next offer round. Right. There are lots of opportunities later on but you wouldn't want to miss out for an early offer if um, if you had the opportunity to receive it straight away. so Absolutely. It might be the difference between, say, finding out in the middle of January that you got into that law program that you wanted compared to maybe finding out, like, the end of February yeah. or something. So you kind of get the good news early. Yeah. I like to think of it as, like, a wish list. So you have... You know, your laws at oh the my God, I'm picturing you as Santa right now for some reason. <laughs> yes, it's like us, you know, write a letter and I want a, a Bachelor of Laws for Christmas. Love that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like a wish list. So just put whatever you really, really want to get into at the top. It is possible to change the order of them later on, um, but don't, don't panic. Like, that's the important thing to remember because we will be looking at your application as well. So if there's anything that we can see that might be preventing you from getting an offer, we usually reach out to you as well. But you're also welcome to speak to us too. Absolutely. Well, it's already a bit of joy speaking to you now, so I can understand why you get lots of phone calls from students about these situations. Thank you. <laughs> so I guess once you filled out your application, you've popped your preferences in the order that you want, and you're waiting for your year 12 results and you get those results and, and they're really good and you're happy with it um, and you decide that you would like to respond to one of the offers that you receive from those preferences. Um, can you chat a little bit about how that works? What are the different options for responding to those offers? Mm -hmm. So um, as I mentioned earlier, there are six preferences that you have and number the number one preference would be the one that hopefully is your ideal dream degree so if you get an offer for your first preference 
SayTag will actually automatically accept that on your behalf already as a first preference. I guess they've kind of acknowledged that you've yeah. put it as number one for a reason, yeah. so you probably want to do it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's nice of them. Yeah, so when you go into your application and you get an offer for your first preference, you'll see that it already says that offer response there. So you don't actually need to do anything. If you want to change that offer response, um, you can do that. So there are different options in the way in which you want to respond. So you can say that you would like to accept, defer or reject that offer. If it's a lower preference, so if it's a, a preference number two to um, six, for example, mm -hmm. there are also additional uh, responses as well. So you can, let's say you get a, a preference, an offer for your um, second preference, you could say that you would like to accept but wish to be considered for higher preferences. Oh, okay. So you're kind of like holding that as the backup, yeah. waiting for a possible offer for your number one preference. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, and what that means is that you won't, if you say I accept and wish to be considered for higher preferences, it means that I want to keep this offer. I don't want anyone to take it away from me. I am, I am interested, but like just in case, <laughs> something later on, maybe consider me for number one. Um, and the same goes for I defer and wish to be considered for higher preferences or I reject and wish to be considered for higher preferences as well. And you can do this basically for any preference from two to six. Um, just keep in mind that if there is a degree that's in your preference list that's lower than the offer that you've received, you won't be considered for that if you respond in that way. So if you wanted to be considered for all of your other preferences, I would recommend moving that preference to the bottom of your preference list. Mm -hmm. So that way, if it's number six and you say, I wish to be considered for higher preferences, everything above would be considered. Right. So you could potentially hold six offers for six exactly. different uni programs. Right. Okay. So it's kind of a little bit playing the system yeah. to make sure that you get to maximize your chances of doing what you want. Exactly. Right. Okay, I can definitely see why students have to call you to ask about this. It's very sneaky and complex, but yeah. I kind of like it. <laughs> awesome. So let's say, for example, students get their first preference and it's exactly the degree that they want to do and they're super happy and super stoked that they get to start at the University of Adelaide in the Bachelor of Laws program, <laughs> as an example. Yeah. Um, what do you recommend students do next? Where do they go from there once they've got that offer and they're probably super excited about yeah. getting straight into uni <laughs> life? Yeah, for sure. So in your application, um, you will have listed an email address. That's how you access your um, application. That's how you receive correspondence. When you receive an offer, from SATAC, they send you an email to say, congratulations, you're in. Awesome. And fireworks <laughs> yeah. and stars and magic banners <laughs> yeah. coming from the ceiling exactly. and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, the following day, so let's say you get an offer on a Thursday, on the Friday, you'll receive an email from the University of Adelaide um, to the email address you supplied in your SATAC application with information about your student number, how to activate your student accounts and email address, how to enrol in subjects, you'll need to do that yourself, um, how to get your student card, if you had studied previously um, at another university, how to get any credit transferred across. Awesome. Uh, so all those instructions are provided the following day. 
basically like a setup of how to be a uni student. Yes, exactly. Yeah, very cool. The other thing to note about that email, we sometimes call it the welcome email. Um, we find that it can be a little bit sneaky sometimes and end up in a junk or spam folder. Right. <laughs> so sometimes people will say, oh, I haven't got my email yet. What's happened? Um, maybe just check a few different folders in your email because they can be a little cheeky and end up there. I have a feeling as well, if students put down their student email address, they might actually lose access to that by the end of the year. So yeah. I'm guessing the recommendation is to use a personal email address yes. for that to make sure you get all of that correspondence. Yeah, that's a really good point and that does sometimes happen. So if you put your school email address on there, you will probably get um, your access cut off from that email at some point early the, the following year. Depending on the school and yeah, what they do. Yeah. yeah, so I would always recommend having a personal email. There's a lot of email providers that, you know, you can get an email for free if you haven't already got a personal email. Um, yeah, so Even I just, if it's really embarrassing, like I love Big Macs 1990 <laughs> gmail.com or something. That's my favourite thing, seeing funny emails. So, have those. <laughs> so yeah, so anything like that, I love Big Macs is a great yeah. one to do. <laughs> um, awesome. Yeah, so always have the personal emails if you want to know. For sure. All right, so I guess just to finish up in terms of um, chatting about the application process, it um, sounds pretty complex but also pretty intuitive. You kind of uh, move from step to step making these different decisions and making these choices. Mm -hmm. What happens if you get to this point and say maybe it's early in the year that you were planning to start university and you haven't received an offer from your application or from any of your preference lists? Yeah. What kind of... What kind of conversations or advice do you offer for students who might be in that particular situation? Sure. So it depends a little bit on the degree or degrees they've applied for. Some degrees are really competitive. Mm -hmm. So sometimes uh, you might be waiting uh, for an offer in a later offer. And it is also important to note that there's not just one time the offers are sent. There's multiple what we call offer rounds. So there's set dates um, throughout um the you know beginning of the year before the classes start so uh, usually they're on either a Tuesday or a Thursday um, and they can be sent out quite often and um, one thing that you might like to do that might be preventing you from receiving an offer is paying your application fees. Ah that old chestnut yeah. <laughs> making so, sure that you've paid for it. Yeah so some people think oh I don't want to pay unless I know I'm going to get an offer which I can understand that mindset <laughs> yeah. um, but SATAC don't want to assess your application unless you've paid the application fee to them. That so. makes sense. They're not going to put in the effort to do the, the yeah. admin stuff for you. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. So that's one thing that might be pre preventing you from receiving an offer. They usually send you emails to remind you kindly to pay the fee. Um, <laughs> kindly. <laughs> um, but that's one thing that might be preventing you from receiving an offer. But there might be some other things. So in your SATAC application, when you look at your preferences, if there's... Um, something like a prerequisite that you're missing so say for example if you hadn't done mathematical methods for the bachelor of mathematical and computer sciences mm -hmm. that's something you need to get into that degree there's usually a little um sort of flag on your preference that will say that you're maybe not eligible because of that if you ever see anything like that in your application contact us because we can help you overcome that and we can give some advice about how you can um, 
do bridging courses or satisfy that prerequisite in another way. Or even wiggling those preferences around to yeah. get into a different course and then maybe do a little bit of that particular degree to transfer into yeah. another degree or something yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. The other thing that might prevent you from like receiving an offer again is maybe if there's a really um, a competitive program or a degree that has a very high um, ATAR cutoff, mm -hmm. for instance, um, let's say you didn't quite score that um, or achieve that result, that might be something that's influencing the outcome of your offer or the application rather. Um, so um, you might like to consider it. That's why it's really important to have those backup preferences. But again, there's different pathways in. So if you're worried that your high school results weren't going to be high enough to get you in um, to university, then we can help with other ways in as well. Yeah, awesome. So I guess if you don't get an offer in that initial instance, don't panic. Mm. Maybe contact our future student advisors such as yourself and they can kind of look at your particular situation and assess where you're at and make recommendations for your personal situation. Definitely, because everyone is quite unique and everyone has their own goals. So um, there's no kind of one size fits all for everyone um, in terms of a solution, but um, we have access to your application so we can see what order you have things in and we can see what your results are. So always contact us and we're really happy to help provide a solution for you. Awesome. Well, that has very much cleared up a few questions that I had about the, the application process. So, um, Liz, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate you um, being able to help our future student listeners in, I guess, navigating this next step of their university journey, which is the application process. Well. <laughs>